In the Torah reading, we said how Jacob fooled his father to get the blessings. Jacob's father asked him, who are you? And Jacob says, he lies to his father, and he says, I am Esau, your firstborn. Lies to his father. Is it okay to lie? So there's two issues over here. One is that he fooled his father. The other is that in order to do so, he lied. So now, as, fool, as far as fooling his father, um, we can defend this that he fooled his father and that he took the blessing. His mother believed that Isaac was making a grave mistake in giving Esau the blessing. And his mother, Rebecca, chose not to tell Isaac, you're making a mistake. Either she believed that he would not listen, or she believed that God did not want her to tell Isaac directly, because if God wanted her to tell Isaac, God could have told Isaac himself. So God wanted, did not want her to tell Isaac. For whatever reason, she chose not to tell Isaac directly. She believed he was making a mistake. But she did believe that Isaac was making a mistake. Esau should not be receiving those blessings. They should be given to Jacob because Jacob is the one that will continue Isaac's legacy, not Esau. So she was certain that after the fact, Isaac would be glad that he gave Esau, uh, Jacob the blessings as opposed to Esau. So given that she believed, and she convinced Jacob, that she believed Isaac was making a grave mistake, and in hindsight would appreciate being fooled, she therefore believed it was okay to fool him, which it would be if you know that the person would, if they truly will, if your hunch turns out wrong, you've got a problem. But being that she really believed that she was correct, that it was a mistake, that uh, uh, what Isaac was trying to do was a mistake, and that in retrospect, he will agree that it was a mistake and he will be glad that he gave the blessings to Jacob. It was not a bad thing that he fooled his father. So that we can be certain of. Yes, Don? Why would she not have gone and spoken to him about this anyway? That is a very good question. Why did she not go? Um, perhaps he wouldn't have believed her is the easy answer that I gave a moment ago. Perhaps God had told her not to. Or she understood from God, she understood from God not telling Isaac directly, not to intervene directly. Um, the longer answer is a longer, more complex answer, but beyond the scope of this class. But let us accept that it's okay to fool Isaac, believing that he's making a grave error, and believing that once he becomes aware of his error, he will be he will appreciate what they would have done. It was therefore okay. But there is another problem, which is that. Jacob lied. Even if he was doing the right thing, even if the goal was noble, was it okay for his, him to lie? Now the Midrash tells us that Jacob was actually trying to be as truthful as possible. And this doesn't work so well in English, but it works in Hebrew. Asaph <laughs> when Jacob, when, sorry, Isaac asks Jacob, who are you, my son? And Jacob doesn't answer, I am Esav. He answers, Ani Esav Bechorecha. I, there's no am in Hebrew. So he, or is. He says, I, Esav, your firstborn, which can be understood, I am. Esav is your firstborn. Or can be understood as it would have been understood in the context, 
I am Esav, your firstborn. In Hebrew, those words are the same. In English, they're not. Why did he add the word Esav, your firstborn, rather than just saying, I am Esav? Because he was kind of trying to say something that was technically not a lie if you understood it properly. Now you wonder, what value does that have? He was still fooling his father. Isaac understood the lie that he was Esav. He was still lying. Is that telling the truth? Is that okay? Is it okay to lie? So the Torah tells us in Exodus that lying is a terrible thing. The Torah says, Midvar sheker tirchak. Distance yourself from falsehood. We should not lie. We should always tell the truth. Truth is a very, very powerful thing, a very important virtue in Judaism. Our sages say, The seal of God is truth. God is signed with truth. And in fact, the Hebrew, the Hebrew word for truth is emet. Emet. Now, if you take the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, including the final letters. There's 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet and five final letters. And if you take the first of those letters is Aleph, the middle of those 27 letters will be a Mem, and the final letter will be Tav, which together makes the word Emet. So the Hebrew word Emet has the first, middle, and last of the Hebrew alphabet because truth goes through and through. You start a lie, you got to keep building on that lie. You got to keep making up another one to defend the first one. And you got to keep, it's very hard, you got to keep coming up with more and more and more lies in order to make your original lie make sense. The truth always works. Just keep telling the truth. You never have to make anything up, right? It always works. So false truth goes through and through. Um, our sages say the truth of the, the seal of God is true. Commentaries explain that the seal of God is found throughout creation. You can find truth everywhere. Truth survives, falsehood doesn't. And um, one interesting that they, thing that they pointed out is that every Hebrew letter has a number value. So Aleph is one, Bet is two, Gimel is three. Now the standard, it's called in Hebrew, Gematria. The standard gematria, the standard number values of the letters, when you get to 10, when you get to tet is 9, yud is the next letter, is 10. And then chav, the next letter is 20, and lamed is 30, till you get to 100, and then you do 200, 300, 400. That's the standard way we do gematria. But there's another system of gematria called gematria katan, which is small gematria. Um, small means when you hit 10, you go back to 1. So Yud then becomes 1, Chav becomes 2. So when you hit 10, you go back to 1. So using Gematria Katan, the word Emet, Aleph has a number value of 1, Mem has a number value of 4, and Taf has a number value of 4, which together makes 9. Now, the number 9 is found in every single number over 10. And here's how it works. The number 9 is found in every single number <coughs> over 10. Here's how it works. 
pick a number over 10, any number you like. 37. 37. So 3 and 7 equals 10. 37 minus 10 is 27. 2 plus 7 equals 9. 13. 1 and 3 equals 4. 13 minus 4 equals 9. Pick another number. 245. 245. 2 plus 4 plus 5 equals 11. 9. Right? 245 minus 11 is 234. 2 plus 3 plus 4 equals 9. Every number you get can every using that formula, every number will reach 9 because truth is found in everything. It's God's seal. God's seal is truth. So our sages further say our sages further say that truth, speaking truth will lead you to long life. You always say the truth, you'll live long. You start fibbing, you'll end up getting yourself caught in all sorts of problems and um, it ends up shortening man's life. It also says God's presence is not found among different kinds of people. People that are arrogant, God's presence is not found among. God also says my presence is not, I don't, can't stand liars. Don't hang out with liars. God's presence is not found out among liars. And ultimately, people trust those who say the truth. If you always say the truth, people know to trust you. People that lie have a record of lying. Nobody trusts anything they say, even when they say the truth. And that is why Solomon writes in the book of Proverbs, Mishlei, Svat emet tikon la'ad. True speech will survive forever. You speak the truth, people will always trust you. You don't speak truth, you start lying here and there. People don't know what to believe, what not to believe, they don't know. But do we always say the truth? Should we always say the truth? Are there exceptions to saying the truth? So there is a very, very interesting Midrash. This is a very fascinating Midrash, a very well-known one as well. The Midrash tells us as follows. This is a Midrash um, called Midrash Bereshit, on the portion of Bereshit. When God was going to create um, man, there was a big debate among the angels as to whether man should be created or not. Some angels said, let man be created. Some angels said, let man not be created. As it is written, it says in the verse, mercy and truth collided, righteousness and peace clashed. And the Midrash explains, mercy said, let man be created. He will do merciful things. Truth said, let him not be created. He will be full of falsehood. Righteousness said, let him be created. He will do righteous deeds. Peace said, let him not be created. He will never cease fighting. What did God do? God took truth and threw it to the ground and created man. So the angels came to God and said, Master of the universe, 
Well, are you going to throw out your own seal, truth, which is the seal of God? And God said, let truth rise up from the ground. And that's why it says, emet me'eretz truth sprouts up from the ground. Very interesting midrash. It's obviously, um, it's obviously um, in code. It's trying, it's trying to tell us something. What is it trying to tell us? Why is truth thrown down? thrown down. Why does it have to be raised? So, in a sense, our world cannot survive on truth. Man, truth says me and man don't go together. The world cannot survive in a truthful universe. A world where everybody always told the truth would not do very well. Part of the reason for that is because of the other one that was complaining, peace. The world cannot survive on truth because with truth there'd be no peace. When there's peace, there's no truth. And we'll soon explain exactly how that works. One, they don't go together very well, peace and truth. They're both important values, but they really don't work together very well. Even mercy and truth don't always work together. Righteousness and truth don't always work together. Truth gets in the way of a lot of things. Our world, a world of perfect truth, wouldn't be a very good world. God had to throw truth out before he created man. Because man and truth don't work together very well. But a world without truth at all won't work either. If everybody always lied to each other, what sort of world would we have? Can't trust anyone any, uh, at all would also be difficult. So God raised truth. So what we have over here is something very interesting. We believe in truth, but not always. Or let's put it differently. Judaism has different types of values. We have a lot of different values. But ethics, or this study of ethics, is essentially the study of conflicting values. There are a lot of very important values. And we all... Recognizing those values is the first step. But even once we recognize values, and we know what's important and what's not, we know what our values are, we have to then be able to prioritize values. And this is the tough part of ethics. You have two conflicting values. What do you choose? You've got to choose one over the other. Which one do you choose? So in Judaism, we have what we could call supreme values. Values that stand supreme. And even, I'm just giving you two general categories, but there are many, many, each value stands in different places when put in, and it always has to be put in context. But there are supreme values. And then there are values that are important, but not supreme. An example of supreme value is peace. We do almost anything for peace. We do almost anything to ensure people get along. Peace is very, very important. Fighting is terrible. 99% of the time, whatever you are fighting about is not worth the fight. It's just not worth it. Yes, you're fighting over a value, but that value is not more important than peace. Peace is more important most of the time than whatever you may be fighting over. Life is another supreme value, even higher than peace. We'll do almost anything to save a life. Life is an eternal value. 
Then we have other things that are important values, but they're not supreme values. Kindness is an example. Kindness is a very important value. It's always good to be kind. Always try to be kind to people. Even when it's costly, even when it doesn't pay, be kind. It's good. It's always a good thing to be kind. Always err on the side of kindness whenever unsure. Helping others is always good. But there's limits to that. Sometimes helping one person can harm somebody else. Sometimes helping someone can even be harmful to that individual. There's limits. It's not always good to be kind. There are times when you shouldn't be kind. Sometimes teaching someone a lesson, say a child, teaching your child a lesson is more important than being kind to them. Sometimes there's certain other values that can be more important than, than kindness. Mercy is another important value. We should always have pity on people in need. You see someone in trouble, you should empathize with them. Feel for them. Have pity on others. Very, very important value. Very important character trait that we need. But there's limits to that. Sometimes having pity on someone can harm them. Sometimes having pity on someone can harm yourself. Got to be careful. There's limits to when to have pity. Truth is another such value. We believe in truth. Truth is generally, it's always good to tell the truth. Always good to be honest. As the Torah says, it's a command. Keep away from falsehood. One of our commandments. Always be honest. But there's a limit to honesty. Sometimes it doesn't pay to be honest. Sometimes it's not worthwhile to be honest. When it conflicts with other values, better don't be honest. Better lie. So lying, sometimes, yes, truth is an important value, but it's not a supreme value. It's not the highest value. And there are other values, and therefore we always have to measure when it conflicts with another value, which one's more important. And very often truth will not be more important. Now, we have to be careful that even when we do break these values, that we don't get used to breaking them. And this is really important. So it's important to be kind. Sometimes you've got to be tough. You can't always be kind. But even when you're tough, you've got to be uncomfortable about it. You should always be uncomfortable about being tough, about not being kind. You should feel bad that you couldn't be kind in this situation. Because we should have a character trait where we, we should have our natural character should be kind. Our natural feeling should be to be kind. Sometimes you can't be. It's wrong to be kind. But even then, you should feel uncomfortable about it. Don't get yourself used to being unkind. Or, or pitying someone, having mercy. We should never get used. Sometimes you've got to be cruel. Sometimes you need to be cruel. There's other more important values that require you right now to be cruel. But even then, don't get used to cruelty. Don't get comfortable with cruelty. If you get comfortable being cruel, that's a terrible thing. You should always feel very uncomfortable about it. You should never get used to it. The same thing is truth. Sometimes you have to lie. Sometimes you shouldn't tell the truth. There's more important values than truth. But even then, never get comfortable with lying. You should always feel funny about lying. It should always be easy to tell on your face that you're not telling the truth. You should always have trouble lying. That's a good thing. 
because these things are values and they're the they should be our default position. And when we have to break those values, which we do, we should be aware that we are breaking them and we shouldn't get used to breaking them. Never a good thing. So, so when can, yes, Stephen. Yes. That can come up with five opinions for any matter and justify them in a journey. That doesn't mean that in my heart that I believe everyone is equally, but in my job I can, and a politician will do the same, etc. And if you go by that kind of paradigm, you could just excellent point. Cheating, read everything else, and always feel God is behind you. Excellent That's point. So Stephen's arguing that we should have supreme values. All our values should be absolute, because as soon as you make a value not absolute then you end up with a slippery slope. And you are absolutely right about that. Um, however, the problem is that values sometimes conflict. And when values conflict, you need to choose one over the other. And so what we're going to see, and we'll talk about a little bit later, um, it's important to have a little nuance where we have to be able to find the balance. But to avoid the slippery slope, as I mentioned, we have to be very careful not to get used to it. Our default position should be kindness, mercy, truth. These are default positions. But we do have to recognize there are times when it is necessary. These are not supreme values. They're values, but not supreme values. There are times that other values require us not to keep to these values because of conflict with other values. And we're going to soon talk about nuance and finding nuance. We're going to, get, we're going to talk about this. So let's first look at the, some examples. The Torah says, in the words that we quoted before, midvar sheker tchachag, distance yourself from falsehood. That verse continues, v'naki v'tzadik al taharot. Do not kill an innocent person. Distance yourself from falsehood. Do not kill an innocent person. You have to be very careful when telling the truth not to hurt anyone by telling the truth. Hurting people is a very, uh, not hurting people is a very important value. Shouldn't hurt people. You should never hurt people by telling the truth. Got to be very, very careful. Now, if one person's going to be hurt regardless, someone's going to be hurt if you lie, someone's going to be hurt if you tell the truth, that's a different story. But if no one's going to be hurt by lying, but telling the truth will hurt someone. You've got to be very careful about that. And we actually learn this from God himself. We mentioned the story in, in, uh, two weeks ago in the Torah reading when Sarah heard and the, her guest at home, she didn't realize it was an angel, say, Sarah's going to have a baby next year. She's 90 years old. She laughed. She thought it was ridiculous. God appears to Abraham and says, uh, sorry, she laughed saying, how can I have a baby? Abraham's too old. And saying this to herself in her mind, God turns to Abraham and says, why did Sarah laugh about her having a baby saying that she is too old? Now God over here has a little white lie. Sarah had said Abraham is too old. When God reports this to Abraham, God said she said that she is too old. God lied. Why did God lie? He's not going to tell Abraham, Sarah called you old. 
That's offensive. You can't offend someone. Well, you need to keep the mosquito that, up. That would be that would be hurtful. You're not allowed to lie. You're not allowed to tell the truth if it's going to hurt someone. You have to. You can't say things that are hurtful to somebody, even if it's the truth, unless they need to hear it. Sometimes people need to hear it. That's a different thing. Sometimes they need, they, that's because they need to be heard in this situation for their greater good or for some other greater good. But generally, we don't hurt people. And if they don't need to be hurt, don't hurt them. Don't say something hurtful. If somebody asks you, how do I look? You look wonderful. You look, you look beautiful. Right? If somebody, if somebody asks you, did they say anything? Did they say this and this about me? Not at all. Why would they say that? Why do you even think so? Right? Of course you shouldn't harm someone, uh, tell the truth to harm someone. Right? We should never hurt other people. Hurt, not hurting people is more important than telling the truth. Aaron is our greatest example of this. Aaron, Moses' brother, was known as a man who would make peace between people. When there was a big battle going on, he would go to one side and he would say, you know... Your brother, who you're in a big fight with, he actually really doesn't want to fight with you. But he doesn't know how to come to you and apologize. He would like to come apologize. He just doesn't know how. Um, he's uncomfortable. Um, but if you just make up with him, he, he's, he's desperate to make up with you. And then he would go to the other individual and tell them the same thing and then bring them together and have them make up, each one thinking that the other one wants to make up with them even though he made the whole thing up himself. He lied. But he lied in order to make peace, in order to help people get along. That's okay. It's okay to make something up in order for people to get along. Not only are we allowed to lie to promote peace, we are supposed to lie to promote peace. Peace is a supreme value. It's a much more important value than telling the truth. And if you know that you'll get somebody upset... Did you eat that chocolate cake that I just worked so hard on? No. That's fine. You'll get them upset if you say yes. I mean, unless they know. It's, there's no point. You'll get them upset by saying no, right? But um, it's okay, right? It's okay not to tell the truth if you'll get... <coughs> it's okay. Yes, As long as you're not going to hurt someone, as long as you're not going to make a fight, that's fine. It's your judgment call. We always life is about making judgment calls, and if you made a bad judgment call, you suffer the consequences, of course. But yes, but the the ideal is we have to remember over here, may, not hurting another person is more important than telling the truth, not embarrassing someone more important than telling the truth, not getting someone upset at you or not getting someone upset at someone else more important than telling the truth. We believe it should be. Pardon? We believe it should be. Yet you talk here about different moral issues and you're saying that you can come down on either side. Well, you're asking is morality absolute? That was Stephen's question. Are morals absolute? By definition, they cannot be absolute because they conflict each other. And when they conflict, you've got to do one or the other. So, yes, you can choose that telling the truth is a supreme value while embar not embarrassing people is not. Um, 
you can make that choice. We believe that not embarrassing people is a more important value than telling the truth. There are those that might believe telling the truth is a more important value. We dis Judaism disagrees with it. We believe that not hurting people is a more important value. So is, is it, are we just saying be pragmatic? Be pragmatic, because, yes. Is that an answer you made? I don't know if that's very good. Not pragmatic. Be, so. encourage, do what will further peace, what will further people's happiness, what will stop un unnecessary embarrassment or discomfort. But that's pragmatic, isn't it? All right, so here's a list. The Talmud says, the Talmud at one point gives a list of three things you're allowed to lie for. The Talmud says you're allowed to lie for humility. If someone asks you, hey, did you, I heard that you um, were top of your class in, when you graduated Harvard, and you're uncomfortable saying, oh, you know, you don't, have to, you don't have to admit to it. You can say, I don't know what you're talking about. That's fine. If, if you feel uncomfortable for humility, that's okay. Um, humility is a value, and you could lie for humility. Um, you also can lie to maintain modesty. Modesty, not sharing your own privacy, things that should be private, is very, very important. It's a very important value in Judaism that unfortunately is not so valued in our society today. For us, it is very, very important to maintain modesty. And so um, if someone asks you a very private question, something very private, personal, uncomfortable, um, you, can, um, you can lie about it. You don't, have to tell, you don't have to tell the truth. You don't have to be honest. Um, someone asks you something about your relationship with your spouse, for example. That's none of your business, but they may not appreciate you saying that's none of your business. You could just lie. That's fine. You don't have to share private, <coughs> personal information. You could lie to avoid sharing. It's okay. Right? Even if someone asks you about a misdeed of your own, you could lie. You don't have to admit that you did something wrong. I mean, unless it's relevant to them and they need to know. Um, if it's irrelevant, it's none of your business. You could say that, but then they'll think that you did it. Right? You could just say, no, I didn't do it. That's fine. It's okay. It doesn't matter if they say, did you commit this crime? Did I saw, I heard that you were doing this and this. Um, and say, I don't know what you're talking about. That's fine. You don't have to tell them. Between you and God, or between you and whoever else is involved, that you don't have to tell them. It's okay to lie. You could lie to um, protect your privacy. Um, you could also lie to protect someone else from harm, to protect someone from inconvenience. The Talmud gives an example. If someone did you a favor and someone asked, hey, I heard that they helped you out with something. Is that true? You could say, I don't know what you're talking about. If you know that then th that person will be inconvenienced because everyone's going to come to them to ask for the same favor. Yeah, I heard you just, that, that guy gave it to you for free. Um, you could say, no, no, I paid full price for it. That's fine. Right? You don't want to inconvenience someone. It's okay to not to tell the truth to inconvenience someone. To, for health reasons, it's okay to lie as well. Um, this is fairly common. I know people who have done this um, where someone, an elderly individual, loses a child, and you don't tell the elderly individual that their child has died um, because you don't want to, um, you, you don't want to break their heart. At that age, you know it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt their health. Um, there's no need to tell them. I mean, they're not... Um, able enough anyway to know 
to, to figure it out on their own, don't tell them. What, what's the point of telling them? It's okay to lie then, right? So in order to help somebody, in order to avoid embarrassment, you're allowed to lie, or discomfort, you're allowed to lie. Um, it's another example of the, you look great today, um, you're allowed to lie. You don't even have to wait till your wife asks you, well, how do I look today? You can, or your friend, you could say, well, you're looking excellent today when you see them. It's okay. You could lie, you can make it up, and they'll feel good about it. Made someone feel good, that's great. Don't even wait till they ask you. That's good, it's okay, you don't have to tell the truth, you're making someone feel good. It's a more important value. <coughs> or to make someone happy, right? If someone's upset, you could make someone's day by saying something, say it. It's okay, it's okay not to tell the truth. I um, recently had an incident, my grandfather makes wine. And um, he gave me a bottle a few months ago of wine. And um, the next time I came to visit him, maybe a week later, uh, my uncle, he lives by my uncle and aunt, my uncle said, did you have the wine yet? Like whispered to me. I said, no, I didn't open it. He said, you know, every time the phone rings, he's like hoping that it's you calling to tell him how the wine was. So, I said, so he said, he's going to ask you, tell him that you opened it. So he asked me if I opened it, if I, how the wine was. I said, oh, that was amazing, phenomenal wine, best wine <laughs> I've ever had. And, um, and then afterwards, my kids were with me, and so it was a, a teaching moment for my kids. Afterwards, on the car on the way home, I told my kids, I said, you know, I really didn't drink the wine yet, because they knew I didn't drink it. I really didn't drink the wine yet, but I told Zadie that I, that I had it and it was good, because he was so upset that I hadn't yet told him that I had the wine and how it was. I mean, you know, he's, he's older and this is his life. So um, it was something very important to him. So um, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell him I didn't have it yet. I would have I would have ruined his day telling him that. So it's okay, you make someone happy. It's okay to tell a lie of no consequence that to make someone happy, it's, that's a good thing. It's a more important value. Yes, Pamela. Honesty is very important, yeah. but not always. Not always. Would you prefer somebody tell, say you look fat today? Most people wouldn't. Right, most people wouldn't. Um, I know in, um, in other societies, in some Christian groups, um, honesty was the ultimate virtue, and you tell the truth no matter what. But in Jewish values, we don't believe honesty is the ultimate virtue. Honesty is important. Honesty is important most of the time. And as we said before, one shouldn't get in the habit of lying. One should feel uncomfortable every time they do it. You shouldn't, it shouldn't be habitual. But it's okay when you need to. It's okay to tell a lie if there is a more important value here. Only if there's reason, right. Only if it's conflicting with another value. Telling the truth is a value of its own. It's always important to tell the truth, but not if there's a more important value. Yes, Stephen? Right, I mean, the whole litany of exemptions you've just created, none of them apply really to the sequence of Jacob's life. Jacob lied to Yitzhak, and then all of a sudden Leah lying to Jacob, and then Rachel lying to his father. 
Well, let, let's deal with the one we, talk, we spoke about today. Jacob lying to Isaac. He believed, and Re Rebecca believed, that Isaac was making a grave error, and it was in his, and it was in his interest to bless. Um, it was in him, in his interest to bless Jacob, and he would appreciate it in hindsight. So he was effectively helping him. It turned out right. She could have been wrong. She could have been wrong. And then it would have been a bad thing for her to so do in hindsight. But in hindsight, she was right. Yeah, but you can't operate like that or else you could... No, uh, uh, you got to be very... That's a very good point. You have to be very, very careful. Um, I didn't really want to get into it. There's a whole different field of lying where you lie with, uh, with greater consequence in order to achieve a greater goal, um, which is permitted in certain instances. Um, the example given in the Talmud was to lie to, um, to, um, to collect people who came to seize, seize your money um, unfairly, all those kind of things. Uh, you were allowed to lie. We Jews used to lie when we crossed borders because we always stole across borders. Um, that's a whole different category of lying. We are lying for, greater, for your own, in order to be able to accomplish greater good, and it's a lot more complicated, so I didn't want to get into the details. But yes, there are instances where you are being unfairly treated, or um, you, there is a greater goal of you you are trying to achieve, where indeed lying would be okay. Okay, you see in this sequence how it just keeps bouncing back to Jacob, and the whole place, yes. and then Rachel. Well, there. yes, yes. So it just continues, and it's not. So now, one thing has to be very clear. All of this that we're saying when truth is a value but not a supreme value is telling the truth about events that have happened. Not giving promises. Promising you will do something is called a neder, a vow. We spoke about this a few weeks ago. A vows always need to be fulfilled. A promise of yours, a commitment needs to be fulfilled. You cannot make commitments, even to make people happy, even for the sake of peace that you have no intention of fulfilling. Commitments cannot be done. It doesn't work for commitments at all. This is very clear, and this is a very clear point in Jewish law. This is not for commitments. For commitments, you must keep your commitment, every commitment that you make, unless you say, without a vow, you must keep commitments unless circumstances change and you have to go through a process of absolving your commitment where you have to go before three people and explain why circumstances change. They have to agree to it and then you, they can absolve your commitment. So commitments, you cannot just go, um, you cannot not keep a commitment just to make someone happy or just to not embarrass someone or for the sake of peace. But of events that have happened in the past, we have to generally tell the truth. It's an important value, except for humility, for modesty, privacy, for to protect someone from harm, to protect someone from embarrassment, to protect yourself, to make someone happy. For all those reasons, it is okay to, um, it is okay not to tell the truth. The Talmud at one point lists three, humility, humility, privacy, and not to inconvenience someone. And what was the third? Not, not to inconvenience, inconvenience someone. Somebody.
But then in other places we mentioned for health reasons, to avoid embarrassment, to make someone happy. These are all valid reasons for peace. <coughs> These are all valid reasons to, they're all values that are more important than telling the truth. But there are limits because truth is a very, very important virtue. And as we mentioned earlier, and Stephen stressed, it is, we have to be very careful not to be habitual liars. It is very important, just as sometimes we have to be cruel. Mercy is a virtue. Sometimes you have to be cruel. You have to be very careful not to become habitually cruel. Very important not to be habitually unkind. We have to be very, it's very important not to become a habitual liar, not to regularly lie without thinking twice, not to, it should be only when absolutely necessary. If you can get out of it, if some of you suggested earlier, there's a way around it. If there's a way around it, don't lie. But if circumstances for peace, for help, to help someone, would be best if you do lie. Sometimes lying becomes counterproductive because then you've got to defend the lie. It's not always worth it. But if you're in a circumstance where it is worth it and you believe that it is of value, then definitely it's an more important value. But be careful that it doesn't become habitual. It doesn't become you weigh every single time before you do it. You feel uncomfortable about it. You think, should I do this? Should I not do it? Is it the right thing? Is it not the right thing? Every single time you've got to make that calculation beforehand. For that reason, um, our sages tell us, um, even when you lie, you should always try to make it as truthful as you can. Which explains why Jacob, who felt he was justified to lie in his situation, um, explains why Jacob, even when he was saying, I am Asaph, he didn't say, I am Asaph, he said, I Asaph, your firstborn. Saying something that was not could be explained in truthful ways. What value does that have if Isaac, who's listening to him, who he's talking to, doesn't understand it in that context? The value is that it shows he's uncomfortable with his lie. He remains uncomfortable with it. And so even the Talmud says, even when lying to, to people coming to seize your money, you say, I don't have that money, right? I don't have anything you should say, well, I don't have anything here, thinking right here. Or say something that can be construed truthfully, not because the people understand it the way you're intending it, in the true way, but it is an expression, a personal reminder that you're uncomfortable with lying. Lying is not ideal. You shouldn't really be doing it. You're only lying because you have to. In addition, we're told, be very careful when lying to children. Why? Because knowing when to tell the truth and when not to is very nuanced. Children don't appreciate nuance. Children have to be taught values. They don't appreciate there's a contradiction in values here, and you've chosen a supreme value. So generally, be very careful. Sometimes, sometimes you have to lie to children as well, but generally, be very careful to only tell children the truth. Don't lie to children, tooth fairies. Try to tell children, try to be very honest with children so that they learn the virtue of honesty and they grow up and they know that it's always a virtue. So, so we tell a lie when necessary, but not on a regular basis. Always try to find a way, if you can, to tell the truth. 
So it is okay to lie, but there are limits to lying. And um, it is okay to lie when only when there's a more important value and only when you've calculated that that is your best way to achieve whatever value it is, then it is okay to lie. If you feel that telling the truth will not achieve the same, will be harmful in some way or another, it is okay, but it has to be calculated. You have to be uncomfortable with it. You have to try to be as truthful as you can, as you possibly can, and even then don't let it be habitual. And this teaches us something very powerful, which really speaks to what Stephen was bringing up earlier, um, a very, very important lesson in Judaism in, in general. Values have limits. And we have to recognize that. One of the biggest problems in our society today, and it's got a, it's a problem long time in US society, which was built on Puritan values, which were very much absolute, and it's gotten a lot worse today with soundbite debates, because everything becomes limited down to a soundbite. And everything is, or 140 characters, and there's everything is becomes black and white. You're either lying or telling the truth. Give me a yes or no answer. How many real serious questions have a yes or no answer? Very few. Very few serious questions can have a one-word answer. Very few, few serious questions can have an even one-line answer. And Judaism has very important values. And we've, um, in, our, in many of our classes, we've spoken about different Jewish values. But one thing that is throughout all Jewish values is nuance. And this is very important. Every value has limits. Even the most supreme value, even saving a life, there's limits. What do you do when two lives conflict with each other? You got a problem. What do you do when a life conflicts with another value, such as belief in God or other important values? Every value has limits. There is no such thing as an absolute value. Even the greatest, most powerful value has nuance has complexity. Life is, com is, compl is complicated. And yes, people always argue the slippery slope argument. If you allow for any nuance, forget it. They're going to be com committing every crime in the book as soon as you allow for a little nuance. It's important to remember absoluteness is evil. Any value taken to the extreme is evil, is bad. Being kind to the extreme is bad. Being merciful to the extreme is bad. Being truthful to the extreme is bad. Any value, whatever it will be, taken to the extreme, saving lives to the extreme, to the point where you become a, um, um, like the Quakers, a, um, that you don't believe in fighting? Pacifist. Pacifist, it's bad, right? Pacifism is bad. So every value taken to its extreme is bad. Extreme extremity in any form, extremism, is bad, is evil, right? Morals, values, is all about nuance. It's about nuance, it's about individuals making intelligent, informed decisions based on their understanding of values, which we have to learn and we're studying, and based on um, judging the situation, based on the best knowledge available to you, and making informed, nuanced decisions. And rather than using um, one-liners, rather than calling, hey, they lied, they lied, right? He lied and people died, right? It becomes a good line, right? Rather than using, um, using <coughs> one-lines, rather than taking values to the extreme, 
We have to always remember every single value is nuanced, particularly a value like truth. Truth is a very nuanced value. It's an important value. We shouldn't undermine it, as we said before. It's the seal of God. It's one of the most important values. It's a very, very important value. But it has its limits. When it conflicts other values, you have to find a balance. You have to, is, it, is truth more important? Or is kindness more important? Is making someone happy more important? Is peace more important? You've got to be able to judge it. What is health more important? What's more important over here? And you've got to be always be able to see firstly the nuance. You've got to at least see it to start with. There's two conflicting values. Not just what often happens, people only see one value and they're blind to everything else. So you've got to see the conflicting values, recognize them, and then appreciate the nuance and be able to judge each situation based on our value scales that we have and figure out which one is more important. So you're saying that take 